Let's ride. Howdy, everyone, and welcome back to, I'm going to go ahead and say it, the most exciting episode to date of Hank and Frank. Carl and I interviewed the number one cornhole player in the world, Matt Guy, and we're so excited to share it with you. We hope you enjoy listening just as much as we had fun interviewing. So why don't you sit back, relax, and let's ride. I have class. I can't wait to go to class to learn. I love learning. <laughs> You're an idiot. I love learning. Idiot. Learning is absolutely my passion. <laughs> Want to learn something? Yeah. You're an idiot. <laughs> I love learning that I'm an idiot because learning is my passion. Alrighty, like I said, thank you so much for joining Hank and Frank, episode 10, Dies. As always, I am joined by my co-host and partner, Carl. Carl, say hi to the people. What's up? Yes. Yes. So we're, like, I, like I mentioned in the intro, we interviewed Matt Guy, and we're super amped and excited to talk to you guys about that beforehand. We'll give you a little bit of an intro, and then also share the whole interview. But first and foremost, we do have a uh, slight announcement to make, and that is that we're going to be taking another short sabbatical. You know, July's kind of up in the air. We kind of want to enjoy our summer a little bit and, and just relax. So um, this is your heads up that... We'll be back. Don't worry. We're, we plan on doing this in the future again, but uh, we just want to give ourselves a little bit of a summer break. That's yeah, all. we don't know how much time we're taking off. So, a couple of weeks in July, maybe all of July, but this will be the last episode of this first season. Right, right. You guys have like actually completely actually. blown us away on the support we've heard so much. I remember when Carl and I were first talking about this idea, <laughs> we were saying how we're probably going to get like 15 to 20 listeners at best on every episode and you guys are just incredible so we really can't thank you enough yeah thank you so don't think that this is the end because this, this ain't the end it's just you know it's season one that's all yeah taking a little break a little sabbatical but with that being said with, i mean we're ready to with that being said go off with a bang in season one with that being said carl happy birthday man oh thanks this, man this is i mean as people are listening oh, to this, yeah. if you listen to it live go ahead and shoot carl a text you know dm him it's his birthday uh, oh, cool. Happy birthday. Thank you. Dropping our episode, our uh, banging episode on my birthday. That's cool. How do you feel? Um, I'm going to predict how I feel tomorrow. At midnight. On tonight. my birthday. Right, yeah, I'm going to predict how I feel. I feel good. Uh, noodles. Noodles. Go take a lap. Noodles just dropped a coaster. But uh, no, in the future, future me feels good. Uh, I feel good now. Good. But I'm excited to, uh, you know, enter my LeBron year. I think, yeah. Well, Jordan year. He's the goat, as Matt Guy said. Oh, it's a quick, quick preview. Oh, yeah. yeah, quick little uh, quick preview. Matt yeah. Guy thinks that Jordan's the goat. Yeah, so, so uh, yeah, Jordan. So, so I do too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> everything he says is right. So, yeah, Jordan here. I'm excited. Thank you. Thanks for the birthday wish. Absolutely. 23 is like the first time where you you feel old, in my opinion. Yeah, I feel young. Like right now, 22. Yeah, 22 is like you know your Taylor Swift year. You know, I don't know about you. When I'm feeling 22. So, but yeah, I do. Like 22 seems young. 23 is like okay. Your, it's the beginning of the end of your of your life. early twenty <laughs> of my early twenties. Exactly, and then you're twenty four. I'm twenty two, right now. If you're listening to this, yeah, I'm twenty three. But right now, Curren- I'm twenty two. Curren- I feel you're currently live in in this moment right now. Right, I'm two years older than you. Right, idiot. You're so die. much more mature too. That's you're the thing. Yeah, but you'll die before me. Not necessarily. Mm, based on numbers. Uh, that, I guess that's I, true. Yeah, sure. That's true. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank Sweet. you. Uh, what are we going to do for dinner tomorrow night? Probably B-dubs. B-dubs? Bogo Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think. Uh, probably B-dubs. What about Chinese? I wanted to get that tonight, but you said no. Well, I spent a lot of money this weekend. I know. Me too. But we'll see. I mean, I mean uh, I- do whatever you want. It's on me and noodles. Right, noodles? <laughs> Fogo to chow. No. Steakhouse. <laughs> yeah, no. Probably B-dubs. Anything you want? Under 12 bucks. <laughs> Carl. Yeah. You, you you lied to me. What do you mean? You said you were eating a corn dog. Well, it's like the shape of a corn dog. That's it, not a corn dog. Or, okay. It was the pan, it was the the, um, the sausage pancake wrapped. I always but see that's those. Like a corn dog. It's a shape of a corn dog. Like, is that a corn dog? Like, I mean, a sausage is not a hot dog. But it, wait, maybe it is. Hmm. No, it's not. No, no, no. No, no, no. That was stupid. It's, no, no, I take it back. It's the shape of one. I'm just going to call it that. What do you want me to call it? Well, you, you should have you pancake given me so- more information. Sorry. Because it was a 
sausage pancake corn dog that I, I always see those at Kroger. So good. And oh, they're so. Good. I mean, I, I look at them and I think to myself that that looks absolutely disgusting. Are you dumb? But I've always wanted to try it's one. It's so good. It's like got a little sweet. The sausage is good. Do you um, like McGriddles at McDonald's? Yeah, but I don't really prefer them. I think McGriddles are repulsively disgusting. They, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they have more calories in them than the Big Mac. Uh, yeah, I don't prefer them. I never get them. I've had them. But no, it's just in the shape of one. I used to get them when I was a kid. My mom used to buy them, but then she stopped buying them. You what the heck? And you can't really do anything once she stops buying them, you know? You can recommend right. it, I but mean, it's kind of her yeah, choice. You're a kid, you know. What are yeah. you gonna do? So uh, I grew up, graduated college, got my own place, and then I started buying them again. Once you get your own money, yep, nice, yep. So I'm back. Well, can I have one? Sure. Thank you. Yeah, you just pop in the microwave for like a minute. That sounds amazing. You yeah. were eating it, and I was sitting over here drooling a little bit. Super good. Because uh, <clears throat> I could see the steam coming off, and then you were making that like hot, hot. Yeah, yeah. Noise, you know, with your mouth. Yep. It's pretty much my dinner. It looked, it, looked, it looked really good. What am I going to... Uh, you can have one. You can have one, sure. Okay. Um, Thank you. Yeah. With that, let's transition over to the star of, of the show. The real, the real reason why you're here. To listen to this Matt Guy interview. Matt Guy. Guy I mean, Nation. I, I, I can't believe we got him. Yeah, so I, there's a backstory behind it. Okay. Back in 2018, when me and Peter were rooming together our junior year of college... I think it was like a it was like a Sunday or like a Tuesday night. This is BTP before Trash Pile. Bef- yeah, <laughs> BTP. <laughs> yes, and uh, yeah, it was like a Thursday night or it was some night that nothing was happening. I think it was like a Tuesday. Yeah, like I was all alone watching TV, and uh, you guys were doing homework, whatever. I was just flipping through channels, got to ESPN and the ACL. It was a uh, the ACL American Cornhole League championship in las vegas was going on and i was like oh this is you know cool i'll watch some cornhole it's like it's pretty interesting to watch yeah and but if most people i feel you talk to say uh they've never watched it before, yeah ever. it's like a kind of a joke yeah, yeah you know yeah, it's sure. on espn whatever yeah. but I, I watched it and was kind of getting into it and this team called guy nation somehow captivated my thursday night whatever tuesday night it was it took over and matt guy was playing in the singles tournament he ended up winning it was awesome it was like pretty easy win and then matt guy his son brett guy and together their guy nation was playing in the doubles tournament that on the on that episode or on that uh, espn show as well and it was so sick and by the time the doubles had started i had called peter in to watch with me and we got so invested in guy nation like legitimately we were screaming at the tv on our feet on our, I was like sweating. I, I <laughs> yeah. was, it was, it was, it was so was, much fun to it watch. It was an event. It was so much fun, and they were so excited and hype, and they were actually throwing great throws. Oh yeah, I mean, Matt Guy is the number one ranked cornhole player in the entire world. We, the best cornhole player, number one in the entire world. You can literally go online, and he's ranked yes. number one. They have rankings, and Brett is number twelve. Yes, so. When we decided to reach out to him, because so, we both follow him on Twitter and Instagram, like he, it's so, like we've actually been following them for like two or three years. Yeah, now. yeah, no joke. And um, we thought it'd be good to see if he could, you know, carve some time out of his day to interview with us. I, right. I kind of a long shot, honestly. But yeah. I DM'd him on Instagram, and he got back to me within the day. So we set it up, and we interviewed him over Zoom. And before uh, I even reached out, I had no idea he was the best. He is uh, the best yeah. cornhole player on the planet. Yes. I mean, I give him all the props in the world. What? A, what a freaking nice guy! Oh, he, he did so, not. He did not need to sit down and talk with us with but two strangers. But I mean, idiots. You'll, you'll hear at the very beginning of the interview. We were like, we don't want to take too much of your time. Just let us know if you have to go. And he's like, oh my gosh, no! Like whatever all, time yeah, you need. He's like, I'm all yours. Exactly. I mean, he's the goat. He's the goat. Yeah. This is kind of. I mean, we had our friend Maggie on for half wag, uh, but this is kind of our first interview, right? And we were. Legit nervous. Like we were, like we. Were, I was nervous. Oh, shit. dude. I mean, we were talking before. We were so nervous. It it was a different nervous. Like there's a nervous you have before you know you go on a date or something. You know, you get there. That's there's that nervous, and then there's a nervous you have before like an athletic event. And it was that type of nervous for me. Like there's like a performance. I, I felt like I was about to play in a football game. Yeah. You know, and I just like had to exactly. I had to perform. Yeah. 
It was so cool. <laughs> and then were, we came out guns blazing with questions. We were rolling. And we he rolling. was he was so good at answering all of them. Yeah, he was great. Was willing to answer all our questions, and we joked around and learned a ton about cornhole, about that actual tournament that we watched on TV. Right. We learned right. a ton about that, and that he told some unreal stories about right, that. Right. Right. So cool. So we're excited for you guys to listen, and uh, hopefully we can like do more of these interviews. Dude, I, also, you'll hear at the end that we were like friends with him at the end. You we know? like get his phone number, <laughs> right? And we offer you know if he's ever in Indy to get beers, and right? He's, yeah, you guys will hear. But he, he was totally in. We got his number, so we'll um, possibly have him back and then maybe his son as I mean, well. it was his idea. He's like, man, I'd love to be on this again later sometime sure. down the road. Yeah, and, it was and the hopefully. best cornhole player ever. Yeah. He's Not the champ. Game. He's the champ. Okay, so I guess there's nothing much else to say. But actually, before we get to the interview, this transition you're about to hear is made from our friend Matt Vodick. Who? <laughs> Matt Vodick, our friend. I've never heard that pronunciation before but okay thanks vads for the transitions so uh let's get to it matt guy the king of cornhole we are happy to introduce guy nation today Uh, matt guy is a cornhole player a national professional cornhole player they call him the champ uh, Matt is an eight-time American Cornhole Organization, King of Cornhole. He is a two-time ACL World Doubles Champ with his son, Brett, and um, we are excited to have him on. He has over 1,000 tournament wins in Cornhole professionally, and uh, we're excited to have him on Frank, Hank and Frank today. So thanks for joining us, Matt. Right on. Thanks for having me in, guys. Nice to be with you. Absolutely. So Carl and I, back in college, and we were watching ESPN, you know, scrolling channels or whatever. Cornhole uh, showed up, and... It was you and Brett playing doubles uh, yep. in March of 2018. Yeah, it was the 2018 ACL Johnsonsville tournament, the one in Vegas. Yep. That was the one in Vegas, right. Oh, that one was – so, yeah, keep going. So, we just found ourselves, you know, totally, totally invested. And <laughs> um, we were just amped when you guys won. And you guys were celebrating, and Carl and I were, like, running around the it room the celebrating. We were just nice. so focused. Nice. It was so much fun to watch. And – um you know, ever since then, we've really kind of just been following you guys. And just it's always been like this thing where we, when we're watching ESPN and you guys are on or, or just you or whoever, we'll like Snapchat each other and send a picture like Guy Nation's on right yeah. now. And it's pretty much just like stop what you're doing and go watch. That's, yeah, that's sweet. Kind of- sweet. Appreciate that. Sweet. Yeah. i got a warm question for you. Which you prefer, a pizza beer or a burger beer? A pizza beer or a burger beer? I'd probably go with a pizza beer. Yeah, pizza nice. beer? Nice. Me too. Me too. That's a good answer. Yeah. What's your what's your go to beer of choice brand? Uh, Bud Light. Bud Light. Bud Light. Classic. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. You know that. Like we kind of talked about the the ACL tournament in Vegas was awesome. It was electric. And um, I know there's the ACL. There's the ACO. And could, do you think you could kind of go into the landscape of that and like what it looks like? Um, you know, how do you get in the ACO? How do you get in the ACL? Kind of just break that down for us. Okay, sure. So, you know, as uh, as most players know, there are two different leagues out there. There's the ACO and there is the ACL. So you got the American Cornell Organization, who's been around since 2005, and then the ACL, I believe, came around 2015. I think okay. was when they kind of kind of came on and had two leagues out there. And I mean, it, I was I, I was really loving it for the first three years or so there because we was we was playing ACO we was playing ACL I mean man we had pretty much tournaments to play in every weekend and some big tournaments and I mean we were running and traveling all over and, and loving it and um, we still do play both actually but um, just some some rules have changed within the ACL and we have decided not to go that route as of yet could change next year not 100% sure yet but um, I mean when you look at the top 15, 20 players in either league. I mean, it's, I mean, the competitions, <laughs> the competitions, the, uh, it's tough from, you know, especially the first 20 spots in either league. You can't, you can't have an off day or a bad game or, you know, you're going to end up losing. But um, we've, we've kind of chosen to stay in the ACO simply because that's where our roots were growing. We've been playing there from day one. I mean, I'm their eight time champ. I'm kind of the face of the organization and, and Brett's, you know, a champion. He won it in 2013. He won the juniors title at 18 years old. We won the doubles 
twice. So we're kind of the face of the organization and, and they keep saying bigger and better things are coming with the ACO. And, you know, I'm still kind of holding out hope that I see that come. Um, I was kind of expecting to see some of that this season and haven't really seen it, which kind of disappoints me. I'm just kind of being upfront and blunt and they know this and I've expressed this and we'll see what happens. And then you got the ACL who has, you know, they've obviously, uh, They've done a lot for the game, no doubt about it. I mean, the TV exposure they're getting on ESPN is priceless sure. for the game. Yeah. Whether you're playing in ACL or not, it's just huge exposure, right? It is what it is. And, um, you know, they, they want you to, to sign to be a pro player, and you got to pay $1,000 to do it, which is no problem because you, you do get that $1,000 back throughout the year and entry fees and that. But, you know, it's the exclusivity of only playing in their league that's it's kind of helped me back from, from going that route, really. Hmm, that makes a lot of sense. How often do you get stopped in the streets when you're just, like, walking around? Like, do, do people recognize you pretty often? They do. I mean, I mean I'm, a, I'm an outside sales rep, so I travel a lot and go a lot of places. And, sure. and I do. I mean, I, and then when, if I'm not working, a lot most of the time when I'm just out and about, I wear a Guy Nation, you know, T-shirt. Just, I mean, I, mean, I promote our name, right? I yeah. promote our brand. And, Why not? Yeah, exactly. You know, I, people see me all the time. I mean, I, I've seen you on TV. You're, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I am. And, and it's cool. And I have a lot of fun with it. I really do. I love when people come up and say, well, ain't you Matt Guy? And, right. you know, right. if we go to a tournament, especially if we go somewhere where we don't know a lot of people, you know, you can, when we walk in, you can just kind of feel the eyeballs and everything upon you. And it's cool. I embrace it, you know. Awesome. You know, I tell, I've been saying for years, don't ever be shy to come up and introduce yourself and say hi to me because I'll be the first one to shake your hand and say, how you doing, brother? And That's awesome, man. Yeah. Love when kids come up to me. Absolutely love when kids come up to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. That's really good to know. I mean, uh, so we're, we live in Indianapolis. We went to Dayton, University of Dayton in Ohio. So we yep. got that, you know, Midwestern background, likewise with you. We just call it Hoosier Hospitality here in Indianapolis. Yeah. So I, we well, appreciate that for sure. Definitely. So you mentioned uh, you guys kind of are the face of ACO. I mean, you guys have won a ton. You guys are obviously, you know, great for the organization, great people. Um, what is your kind of fan base like? Like you said, do they, you know, do you guys, I know you guys have like merchant stuff you sell. Do you ever see Guy Nation merchandise out and about? Like what's, uh, what, what kind of like your fan base vibe, I guess? Um, actually, it's, it's kind of funny to say that. I mean, I've been to, I've been to rock concerts and see pe seen people wearing our Guy Nation no shirts. Way. I've, no. I've been driving down the road and seen a few Guy Nation stickers in the window, and I'm like, well, how cool is that? I mean, <laughs> Dang, that's me. Just yeah, neat man. stuff, you know. And then, of course, you know, I get tagged in a lot of <clears throat> pictures now on Facebook where somebody has bought our board or a hat or a shirt yeah. or something. And, hey, I'm promoting you, you know, and, and I love seeing it. It's just cool. I mean, Absolutely. it's very cool. And by all means, if I see somebody with one and – they want it signed by all means. I'm right there to sign it. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, absolutely. Just we need enjoy to, it. Just enjoy it. Yeah. yeah, we need to get some shirts. We're we're definitely getting shirts. We will. Don't worry. Tonight. Right on. No, like, right on. Tonight. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. That's that's so funny to hear. So, would you say Brad is your favorite partner you've ever played with? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, really? I, you no, know, in, in the early days, I played with, you know, uh, you know, a few guys: Rick Taylor, Dewey Dean. They were more just like local guys before mm -hmm. Cornhole really kind of took a national stage and then as it started growing and the national stage kind of came more and more I started playing with Randy Atha who was a top ACO player back in the day and then when um, you know Brett had been playing for several years at that point and you know I always told him you know hey you got to earn your wings to play with me and yeah. <laughs> um, when he hit that 14 15 year age and I could really see him coming on I was like all right I think we're ready me and you and yeah been that way ever since and man i just my gosh i absolutely love it i mean i get to awesome. play with my son i've yeah. won world championships with my son i mean it's that's so it's, unreal it's like ken griffey jr ken griffey senior yeah it's that combo yeah <laughs> when they hit back-to-back -back homers i remember yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. yeah so how old is brett brett's 26 now 26, yeah. he, okay. he started playing when he was 11 and uh, I kind of took him on as my full-time partner. I think he was right in that 14, 15 range. And yeah. okay. I've been meeting nice. him ever since. Yeah, your guys' chemistry and was just awesome. Because I feel like, you know, you can uh, – when you back when we both saw you guys and um, when you were doing the ACL, you guys were just pumped. You guys were screaming, pointing, right. you know, having a good time. And, well, you know, we were also about 18 beers in at that point. <laughs> were you really? I mean, 
That's the fact. I mean, we start playing. I mean, we get up at seven or eight in the morning and we go right to the fridge and start packing a few. That's that's awesome. As we we warm up, we're drinking. But, I mean, that match was probably nine or ten at night. I mean, we was every bit 18 Bud Lights in each at that point. Oh Dang. my! <laughs> and you still stuck it to him, like, because you won singles back, you know, at the time. I'm sure I won the singles too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I did. It was, it was awesome. And just knowing you. So got- you know, and, and that's the thing about drinking and playing is for years of playing, I never drank a drop. Just never needed to. Sure. Never yeah. had to. I could just do it. And then, right. I don't know, 2011, I just hit some kind of weird mental block, and I couldn't get past it. I mean, for two and a half to three years, I was just fighting it. I could go practice and I could be myself, go to a tournament. And I'm like, what the hell happened to me? I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Huh. And I found the, uh, I throw, I threw so bad at a tournament that I went to the bar, I walked past Brad actually. And I was like, Hey, I'll be at the bar. And he was like, what do you mean? I said, I'm going to go get something. Cause I suck. I mean, <laughs> plain and simple, right? Just something to take when, me I, when you suck, when you suck, you suck. I mean, it is what it is. Right. So, I went and drank some cranberry juice and vodka. Actually, drank like three of them after qualifying. I barely, barely made it through qualifying. Really? I went and drank some cranberry juice and vodka and then proceeded to go pass out in a chair until Brett came shaking me to wake me up. Said, Dad, you're up. You're up. <laughs> I woke up in a drunken stupor and went out through a perfect game. And I was like, all right. <laughs> True story. Yeah. True story. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've been drinking when I play ever since, and it's got its good and bad, its ups and downs. Um, you know, with the ups and downs, you can take it too far, obviously, and then you're yeah. – we all know where you're at at that point, right? right. You take it too far. So you you got to find just that nice, cool, level medium, and you can't take it too far. But sure. I also noticed that with drinking comes a temper, a raising temper. Yeah. If I'm not performing well, I get just extremely – at myself and I show it more than I should but that's just <laughs> it is what it is yeah know? yeah <laughs> yeah there's you have that famous quote uh like what someone asks you what's your go-to move when you're down in cornhole reach for my beer reach for my beer love it <laughs> that was love great it. yeah yeah that was, I love that. <laughs> you heard that on uh Mike and uh Mike Golick. what is that uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Golik and Wingo. Golik and Wingo. Golik and Wingo thank you yeah Golik and Wingo yeah yeah how'd you get uh in with those guys um, actually, they reached out to the ACO, who then said, you know, hey, you want to talk to our top player? And they reached out to me from there. And that Hell was yeah. cool. Nice. That That's, was perfect. Cool. That's perfect. Going back to that 1 March 2018 uh, matchup when mm-hmm. you and Brett were getting interviewed afterwards, and it was just like a really, really cool, touching moment. And I'm, I'm a big mama's boy, always have been, so family guy. So when you put your arm around Brett and you, like, kissed his head, and you're just like, you're so happy. It's just like – I had tears in my eyes. I had tears in my eyes. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, you guys absolutely had tears in my eyes. Yeah, you guys like threw a great game, but I could tell you actually like. I know it was just like seeing the emotions behind it, like a father son thing. I think is kind of what really hooked us. It was awesome. Yeah, it was cool. I, agree. I loved it. I agree. But I mean, like yeah, I said at the beginning, moment. ever since then we're just you know guy nation. Every time we see you, we're just so pumped. Yeah, and, and that's really what it uh, came down to. Actually, every time we like throw away trash, sometimes <laughs> shoot people say like Kobe. We actually said Guy Nation. <laughs> nice. Even, yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, speaking of trash, what's the trash talk like while you're playing cornhole? Um, you know, it's not it's not a lot. And actually, I I I started just this year. I started wearing headphones pretty much all the time. Oh, really? And a few reasons behind that is one because I I am the guy with the bullseye on my back, yeah. right? I'm the guy everybody wants to beat. You know, just just, you know, hearing the crap from the crowd in the middle of a match. I'm like, yeah, I don't need to hear that. Yeah, I just sure. need to zone in. And, um, you know, that. And then, you know, you got these <clears> – <throat> it's mostly these younger kids that stand there when they're – like when I'm focused and ready to throw, they just stand there and flop that bag and flop that bag. And, it's, yeah. you know, it's you're right in somebody's ear doing that. Like, have some respect. Right, sure. I see these guys doing that all the time. And I've called some of them out on it before, and I've been called – kind of a dick because of it before yeah. but you know hey have some have some respect for the guy getting ready to throw you know right. Absolutely. i don't want you doing that when i'm throwing don't do that right. if you watch me i throw my bag and i step back out of the box and stand there and wait till they throw theirs and then i'm back in to do my thing you know yeah just mm-hmm. common courtesy but yeah. because of that as well i wear headphones when i played now so, so what do you listen to? to 
What's your go-to? Oh, I'm a heavy metal '80s man. It's, there you go. It's all it's all Motley Crue and Judas Priest and nice. Skid Row and Tesla and ACDC and yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's all adrenaline. It's all adrenaline. You know, adrenaline stuff. Yeah. There you awesome. go. What's your What's your ritual for warming up? Or I don't know. Do you stretch? Or I, don't, I mean, I have no idea. What What do you do? A couple of vodka cream. Yeah. Well, you know, well, <laughs> that was that was just my first introduction to alcohol. It's I've tried different things, Jagermeister, Fireball, the hard yeah. stuff, and that that usually don't end too well. So right. I just right. I'm just gonna do beer and stick with beer. Yeah. I can control my level better with that right yeah we'll be but um our ritual is you know generally we'll get there we'll drink a couple beers and we'll go in and start warming up and probably have one or two more so usually by the time the tournament starts we're four or five beers in but um i really don't stretch or mm-hmm. exercise or nothing just you know the throwing kind of gets the blood flowing yeah i just try to try to get the feel and the flow of my shot that day because i will tell you every day is different sometimes this little trick works and sometimes this little trick works. So, you know, I take that pre-tournament warm-up session trying to figure out exactly what I'm going to be doing to throw my bag today. Because some days what I did yesterday didn't work today. So, you know, you can stand there and try all day of, well, this worked yesterday. It's got to work. Well, no, today's a different day and we're all human. And, you know, if you try to do the same thing over and over that ain't working, it's, it don't mean it's going to start working. So I try to tweak my throw during my uh, pre-tournament uh, practice for that. Interesting. Are you the goat? <laughs> yeah. yeah. How can I not be? I yeah, love it. Simple enough. Simple enough. How, how can yeah. I not be? I mean, I mean, there's lots of young players, you know, but. Sure. Um, 20 years I've been playing, 20 years I've been the best or right at the top of the best players in the world. So, yeah. Oh these guys got a long way to go. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. How did you? I've, I've earned that title. I've earned it. I mean, I've earned I mean, it. I think. I mean, we think you're the goat. Hell yeah. I mean, you are. Like you said, there's no reason not to think. Not to think so. Uh, how'd you get? I mean, I'm gonna. I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna get beat. That sure. don't mean. Oh, yeah. I ain't. I ain't 20 years of excellence. You know, it is what it is, right? Right. Right. So how'd you get? How'd you get going into cornhole? Was it something you, you know, picked up as a kid and you know, like the concept of it, like the game, or were you just like, oh, wow, I'm really good at this. Let's keep going. How'd you get, how'd you get going? Well, the game wasn't around when I was a kid. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, what was I? Wow. I was, let's see. I was probably 25. The first time I ever played cornhole, I just went to a party up in Ohio, at like a camp out more or less. Uh-huh. And they had, I was like, what's this game? Oh, it's called cornhole. You just try to throw the bag into the hole, you know. And, sink, sink, sink. sink. And, <laughs> and my 20 years of pitching horseshoes prior to that, well, not 20 years, but what was it? Uh, probably 10 years of pitching horseshoes prior to that. It was just a pretty nice. I was like, oh, I can do this. I mean, I was making three out of four on corn bags and crap boards. You know, I was like, wow, I can do this game. So I was crushing everybody then and then it was two th- it was the year 2000 which is five years later i was running a bread route on the west side of cincinnati and seen a sign that said corn tournament. and i was like man i remember playing that at that party i was pretty good yeah so i went in i went in and checked it out and i called my older brother art at the time and i was like hey you want to play this tournament with me he's like sure why not and he'd never played in his life <laughs> but we just went over there i think we won two lost two and they were like especially to today's standard, just total crap. You know, I mean, you'd hit the board and they'd bounce two feet in the air. And right, right. Sure. It was total crap. But, you know, back in the early days, we back in the early days, you would go to a tournament. Literally, every game you played, you would have to adjust your throw because the boards were different or the bags were different. Yeah. I mean, it was just a total adjustment to play in tournaments back in the day. But it's all pretty standard now, you know, especially with the boards and the bags. It's pretty standard now it's but just, um let's get it here but i was you know i was instantly good at it even though i went two and two in that tournament i was like oh, you know I, I still think i can do good at this game and then after that i started seeing more and more tournaments and going to them and got me a regular partner and we were just winning basically damn near every tournament we went to so mm-hmm. wow that's a really a really cool interesting story i actually didn't know that cornhole's like a relatively new game yeah, i never i guess i never really really like put that together and realize that yeah yeah like i said 95 was the first time i've seen it and then 2000 huh. was the first tournament i ever played in so, wow yeah. huh. that is really interesting so you, you said you're a salesman so you just yeah. play on weekends right mm-hmm. so yep. where are the tournaments at are they all over the midwest or 
Um, I mean, we travel, I'd say most of our travels are, we live in Kentucky. So, you know, there's Ohio, West Virginia, Tennessee, Indiana, Illinois. Uh, that's probably the majority of the tournaments we play in. But, you know, we, I mean, I mean, hell, we're known to travel nine or 10 hours to drive to play in a tournament on the weekend, done it many times. But yeah. the majority of them are played in that Midwest circle there, yeah. Huh, okay. So I remember, I think it was you that said this, but I remember there was some type of interview going on and you mentioned that you don't really practice or something along the lines of that. Uh, used to not to. Used to oh, not to, okay. So that you do now for the most part? So uh, I've noticed that, you know, back when, I mean, geez, when I probably won my first five world championships, I'd say. I mean, I just... You kind of you just showed up. And, I could just I could just show up and I <laughs> felt like I was I was heads and tails above everybody and I was good enough to win and I did. Oh my! So you know I I didn't really need to put the time in, but um, you are the goat. One thing I <laughs> one thing well one thing I have noticed is as I'm getting older, which I'm now 49 and a half, I've noticed that there's a a lot more of this going on in my game, up and down, up and down, up and down, and I've noticed that if I do try to practice, that it you know it stays much more level at that point so i mean it just comes with age right so sure um i probably practice more now than i ever did in my life but now i say that and then i look at my partner brett who never practices i mean ever <laughs> ever he, he really doesn't and and he can kind of do what i used to do he does not no that's unbelievable i mean if he i mean you can go back and probably find one or two posts on his facebook page where he was practicing and i'm like the first one to comment like wtf <laughs> <laughs> that's great but that, yeah i you had said that you just kind of showed up and won and i couldn't but like i couldn't even i that was yeah i mean awesome it was what it was. that's a fact <laughs> that's insane so like the fact that you just pretty much showed up and won and didn't really put uh, like too much time outside of the tournaments mm -hmm. did that ever bother people you're kind of like oh yeah. I'm, I'm sure yeah. it did i mean I mean, back in the early days, it used to bother people that I didn't drink because most of them, well, you win because you don't drink. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. mean, oh, I, used yeah. to, I used to hear that all the time, uh, like whatever, uh, you know, I mean, it's just funny, but yeah, it probably did. Like people say, you really don't practice? No, I really don't <laughs> practice. You know, it just, it was what it was. I could just get out there and see it and do it. Simple as that. But like I said, as I've gotten older, that's changed, but Brett's at that ripe age now where he's good enough and he's like, yeah, I'll be good. And he usually is. He usually is good. That's awesome. Huh. So, so I was looking on your Instagram page and you have, I mean, it's just a ton of trick shots with cornholes and stuff like that. The trick uh, shots, yeah. yeah. What, what's your favorite one you've done so far that you thought was a cool uh, one? Favorite one I've done so far is I had, I had two boards side by side standing up on their edge. I saw that one, yeah. So, and I threw two bags at the same time and they split in the air and went through oh, that one. the holes, which, which that's just a tough shot to do with one bag on one yeah. board. And I couldn't do I that played. if I was, <laughs> if I was five feet away and you gave me a hundred tries. I couldn't, yeah. <laughs> well, what's so tough is you gotta, I mean, just to get it through that hole at that angle, you gotta throw a line drive shot, right? Good. With one bag, it's a tough shot, but I just was down my dad's barn one day for, and I was practice i do a practice session and i kind of be like hey what do i want to try to do today and i just came up with that one and once i figured out how to get the bag to separate i was like yeah i think i can hit this and i was probably in the 30s i think on attempts to hit that shot i was probably in the 30s and i think it was four times i'd like make one and just miss the other one yeah. ah, wow. you know but yeah wow but you know but i that's definitely i think the toughest one i ever did was that one for sure yeah um i saw one you did where you had like it was probably like four or five boards stacked on top of each other and you threw it in. It was a slow-mo video and you yeah, just yeah. see it go through. Yeah. All of them. And, sick. And, cool. and I didn't know if that would work or not. And I, when I, I think the first time I made it, it went through. I was like, huh, that was pretty easy. <laughs> I was surprised. I mean, it makes sense. It was just so aesthetically pleasing to watch, honestly. Yeah. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, I like that one. I think the other one I think I, that I really kind of liked was I had four boards, boom, 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 and airmailed each, each one around. That's, that one was pretty cool. I like awesome. that one. Do you think airmailing is, is that the most satisfying feeling in the world? Um, yeah. When there's a, a, you know, when there's a, when there's an opponent, 
trying to block you and you airmail uh-huh. over it, that is definitely a satisfying feeling. Yeah, or, you know, if they're you know, like, if I if I throw an airmail trying to drag mine or something, you know, that's cool. But sure. when the when you know the opponent's purposely trying to block the hole and you airmail over it, then you know that's a big there sure. you go. Yeah, stuck on the, that kind of moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, stick it to them. When the opponent's bagged, they're like halfway down, you know, the hole, and yours just slides right in. Those are those are satisfying too. Oh. I, yes, I never uh, achieve achieve that feat though. I am not not nearly the air mailer you are, but um, it is. I can attest that it is a good feeling for sure. Yeah. Um, how many in a row do you think you can make? I made fifty six in a row about a month ago. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen. I don't know if you've seen my where I played a ghost eleven and a half. Did you see that? No, uh, no, no, I did not. It's, it's on it's it's on our Guy Nation Facebook page. I don't think I put it on Instagram. Okay, but well, I played a ghost. Yeah, you know everybody was playing the ghost, right? The ghost, the ghost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I played. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna try this. I played Ghost Eleven and a Half, which I really didn't realize how hard that is. Right. Hey, I yeah. made I made two hundred uh, two hundred twelve bags and won twenty one to nineteen and a half. <laughs> holy cannoli go, yeah go on our facebook page and yeah. go back about a month or so it's on there but yeah I'm, i literally made 200 out of 212 and barely beat it <laughs> oh <my laughs> but i had one stretch where i made 56 in a row and that ended up being like 67 out of 68 oh yeah. my word i can't even fathom that if i have <laughs> if i playing cornhole and i and i sink like you know 10 in a game i think i'm on fire <laughs> dang that's insane Right. But that's the most I've ever made in a row. Now, now me and Brett played in one virtual tournament back when all this virtual stuff first started. Uh-huh. We got asked to play in one. So I was like, yeah, I'll do one. And it, it wasn't for me. I mean, we did it. It was fine. But I just, it's just not the same as playing in a tournament. So I, I didn't care for it a whole lot. But Brett threw 63 in a row during one of those. What? <laughs> He did. He threw 63 in a row. That's crazy. How, do, how does a virtual yeah, do. like, yeah, that was a virtual. Yeah. How do you physically throw then? Oh, so like, well, like the one we played in, um, it was a doubles tournament. So basically I would videotape myself throwing, throwing um, 10, 10 rounds, 40 bags. Okay. And I would just keep track of each round and then Brett would videotape himself doing the same thing. Okay. And then whoever we were playing would videotape themselves doing the same thing and before it starts, like I would say, I'm the odd rounds and he's the even rounds. Okay. And the opponent does it. So you just kind of, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Hmm. So like we would play a match and then we'd go ahead and play our next round match too while we were there so we wouldn't have to do it the next phase. But in competition, the most I've ever made in a row was 44, I believe. In a, comp- in a game, in a real game, yeah. Do you think you could beat me with your eyes closed legitimately? No. No. <laughs> Are you sure? I don't know. <laughs> yep, I'm sure. I, I feel like you just <laughs> – you got the pace down though. You can get the kind of the feeling. I feel like it'd yep. be closer than you think. <laughs> well, if you remember hearing me earlier when I said I didn't practice, I just see it and do it. Uh, that's yeah, true. I guess. See it part is a big <laughs> part of that. <laughs> see, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> good point. Good point. Uh, so you are, I mean, we've talked about it. You're number one in ACO. You're the best cornhole player that walks in the world. Planet Earth. Right. Like, that's awesome. How sick is it going to like a cookout or a party and just dominating people, just <laughs> dominating them. Do you ever like do that? Um, very seldom. I mean, I mean, usually we're out of town playing tournaments, so you no, know, yes, usually sure. not. But but every now and then it's funny. But usually I get I get nope, you ain't allowed to play. You yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or I'll, or I'll get somebody that has their chest all out. Like yeah, I've been wanting to play you for years. You know, yeah. it's it's kind of either or either sure. either I can't play or I want to play. Okay, let's go. I mean, I would be, I would be honored to play you to oh. absolutely get just kicked in the behind by you. It'd oh. be, it'd be an honor. I would love Guy Nation just destroy. <laughs> but, yeah. but it's funny playing a game like that. You know, they're like, well, you ain't really that good. Well, you know, there's a, there's a different focus sure. of playing in a barbecue and playing in a tournament. Right. Oh, I, different I, mindset. You know, you're just the focus ain't near the same. So you know, like, well, you really ain't that that good. You know, like, yeah. uh, come come to a tournament and play me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Who is your favorite athlete of all time? Ooh, my favorite athlete of all time. Hmm, 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 hmm. Man, that's a good question. Thanks. Uh, you are best. <laughs> I mean, baseball. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll say baseball. I just absolutely love Ken Griffey Jr. Just absolutely loved you. I mean, I was a, a Reds fan. He was a Cincinnati boy. Just absolutely all the swing was oh, 
oh. beautiful. Just absolutely loved watching Griffey Jr. play. Um, man, basketball, I think Jordan was the GOAT, but I always just loved Larry Bird because I was a Celtics fan. Oh, really? Um, Indiana boy, too. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bird's an Indiana yeah. boy. I mean, I know I know Jordan was the GOAT, but I loved, loved Bird because he was kind of there when I was in, uh, you know, young and a big NBA fan at that point. It was, yeah. Bird was kind of the man. Love Bird. And sure. then, um, football, man, back in the 80s, as much as I hate the guy, Joe Montana was a stud. Mm-hmm. I mean, just he was a stud. Yes. Him and Jerry yeah. Rice, the, the, the combination, and they just stuck it in my heart twice with the Bengals. So, uh, um, are you a bigger Bengals guy? Bengals guy, unfortunately, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, I mean, you're looking bright, though. you got a bright future ahead of you. Yeah, how do you feel about it? <laughs> Yeah, we'll see how Burrow does. Wait, very anxious to see how he does. Yeah, for sure. Carl and I are both uh, big Peyton Manning guys. We're big Colts Colts fans, so uh, tough not right to love Manning. No reason to not be, man. Peyton was a stud. Exactly. Um, I, I have another hormone question. This might be a really stupid question, but what do you do? You aim for the hole every time. Like, what do you aim for? Uh, I am aiming about one foot underneath the board, right in the middle of the boards, where I aim. Where so I'm you aiming. try to slide it in. Unless you're airmailing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Now, if I'm airmailing, I'm bearing and aiming right at the hole, but my normal shot, I'm about 12 inches down from the hole trying to hit that exact spot that I want to hit. All right. I'm going to be as good as Guy Nation (laughs) now that I know where to throw it. There you go. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. Keep your eyes open. (laughs) Eyes open, have a beer in hand, and then let it rip. Can Can you give me some tips? Like, what's one thing I can do to get an edge up on an opponent? Like you hold a bag differently, you know, do you throw some spin? What's, what's like one tip you would give for a, a cornhole seeker? Breathe. Really? Breathe. Mm. Okay. Relax. Really? Okay. A deep breath, a deep breath in the nose, out the mouth, just relaxes the muscles, right? Cause okay. what's the worst thing you can do is, is tense up <laughs> for any reason. So, you know, and you know, we were talking, we were talking about the shot breadhead earlier, right? Yeah. If you go back and watch that video, Cause I used to tell him all the time, like, dude, you just rush shots, you rush shots. Mm-hmm. The difference of the difference between winning and losing most matches are hitting the shots when shots are there. I mean, we're all sliding them in, making them in a hole, but when shots are there and you got to hit that shot, that's generally the difference of winning and losing is hitting that shot. So, you know, right. I've tried to slow him down. Like, dude, just take a second, relax yourself and hit the shot. Cause he was always, as soon as, the opponent was done. He was ready to fire, ready to fire. And if you watch that video, he steps back, takes a nice big breath, steps up there and composes himself again and nails it. And, I mean, I was I was proud watching that because I was like, yeah, I told him to do that. But, I mean, breathe is a big thing. I mean, you have to be relaxed to make everything flow right. You got to be relaxed. But, I mean, obviously, you know, a flat spinning bag, which, you know, I definitely don't have the flattest bag out there by far, but, but I consistently hit my spot so I can get away with it where, you know, some of these guys' bags, I'm like, man, I wish I could throw a bag that looked like that. Yeah. Spinning and beautiful, and I don't have that. Huh. So what's the – I guess I don't know a whole lot about cornhole, cornhole, obviously. What's the advantage of the flatter bag? It just, you know, more well, – It's going to hit the board, and it's going to go – if you're throwing straight, it's going to go straight, you know, whereas if it's – if it's wobbled a little bit, it could hit, it could go a little right, or it could go a little left. Huh. But okay. if you're throwing down the middle and that bag's flat, it's going straight right into the hole. Very cool. But another another big tip for you is, so I think I was telling you I was 12 inches underneath the hole is where I'm aiming, right? Mm-hmm. So the biggest mistake most people make is when they go for an airmail. Again, huh. keep in mind, your normal shot is only 12 more inches to the hole. So it don't take a whole lot more to get that. I, that's true. You either reach out further or you throw it a little higher to get that extra. It's the same shot. You throw it the same way, the same shot, the same power. You either just reach a little more or lift a little more, and you'll get that other 12 inches you need instead of trying to throw. Because as soon as you try to throw that extra 12 inches, chances are you just missed. Hmm. No, Got to be fluid. Got to be fluid. I can attest to that. I miss all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> One question I think a lot of people are interested to hear, um, and I'm not sure if you guys are amongst this debate, but a lot of people, I think in the Chicago area, call cornhole bags. Yeah. Call it. Why do you know like what that? Like, I, I mean, assume you're on the cornhole side. Obviously, do you know what that is about? It bothers me so much. Been that, 
Man, I've been going. I've been going to Chicago for man, I think since two thousand and three or four. We started going to Chicago for tournaments, and yeah, they've they've always caught a bag. You can go, you know, Illinois, Wisconsin, uh, Minnesota. Yeah, you know, they just like to call bags. But they're wrong, right? Yeah, that pisses me off. Well, yeah, they're wrong. You know, and, and I and I've said that for years. Like, you know, why don't you call it cornhole? Well, that's stupid. Whatever, you know, and. I'm like, it's, it's cornhole. That's the name of the game. You know, grow up. I just, I would say, I know. grow up, call it cornhole. <laughs> I don't know why it gets under my skin so much. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know why it gets under my skin so much, but it just does. It just does. Yeah, I mean, grow up is what I always say. Come on. <laughs> That's really? what I'm telling people. Grow up. Just grow up. Oh, Would you say that cornhole is the most Midwestern thing about you? Um, I'd say, well, I mean, probably other than, you know, I mean, there's that. And then I'm definitely – Middle America, you know, father of three sons, work Monday through Friday, 65 hours a week. That's pretty mid-America. The blue uh, collar Midwestern, right. yeah. Midwestern twos, you know, so take your pick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Love it. Very cool. Who's your Who's your biggest rival? Uh, current day, probably um, Ryan Windsor. I mean, yeah. you know, he's, yeah. we were watching he's, he's definitely – He's definitely earned earned his wings, and he's been around for, geez, I think five or six years now, and he's still – playing, you know, top-notch Cornhole. So, uh-huh. um, I'd say probably Ryan Windsor. But, I mean, you know, there's a long-ass list of <laughs> other players that are right there. I mean, yeah. uh-huh. he's Jamie Graham, Painter Halbert. You know, you got this kid, Matthew Morton's having a great year coming on. And you got the, um, you know, Eric Davis. Just, you know, all these young kids that put lots of time into it. And it's showing they're getting good. And, you know, sure. Caleb Hurt, you know. Sure. They – you know they don't they don't have the real world real world life that I have, so they get to practice and right. get better. Right. And I got I got to hope I show up and it's there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, most of the time you got it though. Most of the time you do. Yeah, yeah we were, I do. I do. We were watching Ryan Windsor um, a couple of weeks ago, and he he beat the opponent twenty-one nothing, and it was just lickety split. <laughs> oh, that can happen. I've been beat twenty-one to nothing lickety split before. It, it yeah. can happen. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, what's the Super Bowl of Cornhole? Um, the ACO World Championships, World as far Champions. as I'm concerned right now. Yep. And is that once a year? Yep, once oh. a year. In Mar- is that in March? No, that's uh, July of three – is it three weeks away? Four weeks away. Oh, it's coming up. One Super month right? away, yeah. <laughs> Actually, you've got the um, you got the ACO Championships the last week of July and the ACL Championships the second week of August. So they're, okay, there they're back-to-back. Is there a way to watch ACL? Because AC, ACO, AC, yeah, yeah. Because ACL is ESPN, right? Yes. Okay. Um, ACO is just it's streamed live on their American Corner Organization okay. Facebook page. We'll yeah. t- we tune it in. I think all of our listeners will be tuning in as well. <laughs> yeah, all their all their majors and um, world championships and that are streamed live on their thing. And you know, I, <clears throat> like I said, I a lot of promises this year that we was going to be on TV and it didn't it didn't come through. So. I'm disappointed with that, so gonna have to chat with him, see about next year. Because yeah. you know, at the end of the day, we gotta do what's best for us. You know, very cool. I mean, I, I've sewn all my roots there, but at the end of the day, we gotta do what's best for us. So we'll see what next year brings. Yeah, cool. That's all right. Just go with the flow, I guess. Um, I do have one last question for you. Do you love? Yeah. Do you love your name, Matt Guy? I just feel like that's a perfect name for branding, for you know, just rolling off the tongue. Easy to remember. Easy to say. It's simple. I mean, it. it's simple. So yeah, I'm cool with it. Yeah, I've had a, I've had a lot of people tell me that. Man, you got such a, just a cool, easy name for it. I'm like, oh, thanks. You know, because yeah. it is. It's it's short and sweet. That yeah. guy, Matt guy, I love it. <laughs> right, the king of cornhole, right? the king of cornhole. <laughs> well, thank you so much. It's yeah, been we, awesome getting to talk to you and learn a little bit more about oh, cornhole. My pleasure. Yeah, my pleasure. Everything been, like that. It's been very fun. Hey, if you're ever in Indianapolis, you know, we'd, we'd let us know. We'd love to uh, have a drink with you yeah. or whatever. Just yeah, I'll, um, I'll send you my uh, my phone number sure. on the Instagram yeah. messaging thing. Oh, I'll send awesome. you my phone number. Send, send me yours back because we do, we do, if we're even not going to Indy, we go through Indy a lot sure. yeah. when tournaments are rolling on. So, right absolutely, on. guys. For yeah, sure. Hey, we, we'd love to share a beer. It'd be on us, too. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, we can meet up, set up some boards somewhere, and do some filming. Sweet, absolutely. We'll be getting the Guy Nation shirts after after we hang up, no doubt. Right. Cool. cool. Maybe send you a Hank and Frank shirt. That'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Do you want to go ahead and final words? If you want to plug, you know, your merch or anything, anything you want to say, we'll give you the uh, the floor here. 
Oh, sure. I'll, um, first, I'll talk about our major sponsor, Slick Woody's Cornhole. They're based out of Canton, Ohio, and they've been sponsoring us. This is our our second year as them being our major sponsor. And they every every quarter they give us a decent amount of money, and it pretty much covers our travel expenses for the year. So, That's awesome. And what was um, the, what was their name? Slick Woody's Cornhole. Okay. Now they they make cornhole boards and apparel, and they actually. They run our uh, GN Cornhole, which is our Guy Nation apparel website. They run and make all of the products for that as well. So just a great partnership we have with them. And couldn't ask for a better one. They're great to us. So Slick Woody's Cornhole or GNCornhole.com to get your gear or boards. Love sure. GNCornhole.com. Perfect. Check it out. Love it. Check it out. Well, again, thank you so much. Uh, it's been an honor talking to you and getting to learn more about about your world and everything like that. So absolutely. Right on. Thank you so much. Good stuff. Good luck in July. All right, so we'll have, we'll have to do it again next time. I'll, you know, I couldn't get Brett here tonight, but next yeah, we'll, time I have both yeah, we'll, of us we'll on. definitely have you back and get yeah. Brett in here. We'll definitely too. do that again for sure. I'd love to. Cool. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Appreciate it, man. All right, have a good night, yeah. King. Have a good night, All right, King. You too. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. All right, Carl, you want to take us home from season one of Hank and Frank? Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for listening to episode 10 and all of season one. We appreciate you. And like we said in the beginning, the response we've been getting has been unbelievable. So thank you for you know sticking around with us. If you enjoyed that interview, let us know. Uh, tell us what you thought. And if you did enjoy it, give us some suggestions if you want to hear us interview next because we had so much fun doing it. Maybe one of the most fun things we've done with Hank and Frank so far so again thank you guys for listening to season one and episode 10 we appreciate you guys thank you thank you thank you Hank and Frank out appreciate it guys take care I've been on the road out here with the squad everybody trying to go yeah the party jumping off and we putting on a show trying to catch a vibe we do this every time like na 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 feeling like I'm on a high